Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, this is the Little Legacy Podcast, and I'm Tom Dinas. Welcome to another episode of our archaeogastronomical adventures. Uh, this is a, sort of an extra episode, a last-minute um, bonus one, and it's because this Sunday coming, it's uh, the Greek Orthodox Easter. Well, the whole Eastern Orthodox Easter, really. Um, everywhere in the Orthodox Church... They celebrate Greeks, Cypriots, Serbs, Russians, and so on. So it's all about, um, the episode today is all about the traditions of uh, Easter. What foods are eaten and when. I hope you're all keeping safe on this uh, insane times and of course uh, you and your families are all healthy and of course staying inside uh, which is a tough thing to do considering the period with uh, the spring coming um, quickly upon us and the sun shining so from a sunny and warm warm warmish London I salute you and I wish you all to have good health. So let's move on swiftly to our subject of the Greek Orthodox Easter food and traditions. For those of you that know me well, uh, Easter is uh, my favorite, um, let's say, celebration period. And it's not mainly for religious reasons, but mostly about um, the whole tradition of um, what what you eat, how you eat it, and um, all the different elements that are in place over the past 40, 40 days. But yeah, um, the culmination of everything that... Um, follows on Sunday, on Easter, on, uh, on Easter Sunday, with uh, 
a whole spit roast of uh, lamb and of course um, cocorecci. It's uh, by far my favorite uh, thing to do. It's a barbecue and celebration of um, of of spring and of uh, of all good things and the resurrection of nature from the long harsh winter. So see it in a religious or not way. There is there is a, an element there of um, of um, the cyclical nature, the way things die and they're coming back to life. And yeah, we're celebrating this um, the abundance of nature for the year to come. But regardless of these uh, deeper and more meaningful ways that I like Easter, there's also the mundane, the plain, simple truth that I love uh, the food of Easter and especially uh, the preparation of the whole feast for for Easter Sunday. The whole thing is very, very interesting um, because it starts um, almost 50 days before the actual Easter Sunday and where you have uh, in uh, in the Eastern Orthodox uh, Church, you have the Great Lent uh, of 40 days, which is the most important fasting season in the church year. So these 40 days um, of the of the Great Lent include Sundays, and uh, they begin on the what is called the Clean Monday, uh, which is kind of the equivalent of Ash Wednesday in UK, for example. So Clean Monday is um, is the Monday that uh, the feast starts. So the day before the feast starts on Sunday, uh, we eat um, the last of the meats and the dairy products and the eggs. So the, the tradition is uh, to eat eggs on that Sunday before Clean Monday, which follows... So yeah, Clean Monday follows a, a period of... Uh, of distinct uh, and strict diet. So when these 40 days finish, then we go straight straight away to the Holy Week. And the Holy Week, which is called the Great Week in, in Greek, it's another Lent. Uh, another You have another five, six days of Lent. And of course the Great Lent is broken only on Easter, uh, on Easter Sunday. In fact, it's broken on the, on the, at the midnight with the church, when you go to the church and you eat uh, the eggs. So as you, as we see, the the whole thing, the whole Great Land starts with eating an egg and finishes with an egg, basically. So the whole land is very interesting uh, here um, in, in Eastern Orthodox Church. Basically, um, in rough terms, we abstain from um, all meat and dairy products, as well as uh, eggs. So for 40 days there's nothing of that in our diet. Or so it should be, let's say. Not all of us uh, keep uh, the strict the strict Lent calendar. Um, so what happens? No meat, no dairy, no eggs. And then Wednesday and Fridays, no olive oil as well. Or what they call is uh, dry eating. So some people they just eat uh, bread and uh, water for those days. Fridays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Before the Holy Week, we have the Palm Sunday, which uh, differs from all the other Sundays on the feast. So the, on Palm Sunday, you can eat or you're permitted to eat fish and have wine and oil on your table. Many moons ago, 
when my grandmother was still alive. Um, it must have at least 12 years. I decided uh, to record her uh, for posterity and uh, keep her story um, just uh, as a little thing to have um, to remember her and also to share with the, with the rest of the family and the relatives. Um, I knew obviously she won't live forever and she was quite old at that point. So my idea was to record a little bit of, um, of her life or basically her early life uh, about her, my great-grandfather and the family and all the great uncles and so on and their story. Um, so I recorded uh, a bit of her telling me about um, what they ate uh, for Lent when, when she was young. Um, she was from a very religious family and my great-grandfather was a priest and um, so they were very observant of all the Lent, Lentil periods and they were fasting for properly. For Easter, back then, she told me that uh, obviously obviously they weren't eating any oil. The only oil they had was olive oil anyway, but they weren't allowed to eat any oil. Only on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, if they were making some uh, bean stew or something like that, or a bean uh, soup. Um, generally, back then, we're talking about um, Greece in the late 20s, 1920s. So about 100 years ago, North Greece. Um, there was no vegetables that we find really easily nowadays uh, on that time of the year. So there was no peppers or tomatoes. Uh, there was only pickles. They had pickles. So so perhaps if they were hungry and um, they had to eat something, there was going to be some pickles, some olives and bread. Uh, as we said earlier, Lent was very strict and they wouldn't need any meat or dairy products or eggs. Um, and sometimes they would fry the pickles as well, just for something a bit more interesting with taste. Uh, other stuff they had was endives and cabbages and wild, wild poppies. If the weather was uh, good, uh, they would go to the fields and the forests and uh, gather some wild um, poppies. And then generally there will be a lot of um, pulses that they were, they were eating, like uh, broad beans and uh, beans and peas and um, lentils and um, something. Uh, I think it was similar or the same thing uh, with the yellow split peas. So so they had something similar to the peas pudding that um, it's very traditional uh, northern English um, food. And they were only allowed to eat uh, fish. Uh, in two occasions, two Sundays, out of the 40-something 40, 40 days of, of Lent. So you would eat fish, as we said earlier, only on the Palm Sunday, but also you were allowed to eat fish on uh, the Feast of Annunciation. So that was, that was on the 25th of uh, March. So those two occasions that you were allowed to eat uh, fish. And that was uh, from uh, my grandmother's uh, story. And basically, the idea is that um, Palm Sunday recreates uh, the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And yeah, basically, you are permitted to have a bit of a celebration. The reason that we fast for 40 days uh, before Easter uh, must um, came a lot later than um, the first Christians. Uh, probably... Um, the run-up to Easter was when people people started holding baptisms at Easter. So the period before that, there was a preparation 
So I guess people started fasting in preparation to get baptized. And generally that started including more and more of the whole population. And the church, I think, incorporated the whole uh, 40 days of, uh, of Jesus being in the desert fasting into the concept. So what do we have here? 40 days of fasting stops on Palm Sunday with fish. Then we have the Great Week. On the Great, on the Holy Week, then we have the Holy Week. On the Holy Week, the fast uh, rules apply too. Uh, generally, even more strict uh, in terms you don't eat any olive oil or you don't drink any wine and you have only... Some people will, will only have bread and um, water and maybe some olives. Yeah, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Holy Wednesday, they go like this. On Thursday, Greek households uh, paint uh, the eggs. So the tradition is you paint red eggs and uh, these are the ones that you will eat on, at midnight from Saturday to Sunday in the church. So you boil the eggs, you paint the eggs and you keep them for, for Saturday night. The other thing that the households make is a sweet bread um, with milk and eggs, with milk, flour, eggs, uh, sugar and so on, uh, called chureki, which is another Eastern Orthodox tradition. And yeah, it's made in Cyprus, in Armenia and even in Turkey. So the word chureki itself is probably of a Turkish origin. There are some um, people that uh, consider the word to be even Armenian or Persian in its um, origin, in its roots. Turek is a, a really special type of bread, of brioche bread. It's not um, your normal kind of uh, brioche. And what's so special about it, they include um, spices um, like mahlep and um, uh, mastic resin and some orange zest. And of course, yeah, it gives this uh, luscious, unique flavor. What is uh, what is uh, mahlep and mastic then? I hear you asking. Well, let's start with uh, the mahlep, the more unusual of the two ones. It's an aromatic spice which is made uh, from the seeds of a species of cherry. So basically, the cherry stones are cracked, and then the seeds are extracted, and then they kind of um, they, they they become a powder. The flavor of these seeds, or of this powder, the, the mahlep powder, is kind of sweet and um, it has almost a, an essence of uh, marzipan in itself. And then um, we have um, mastic resin, which is more familiar to you who are a bit more into the Greek cuisine in general. Mastic resin is um, used to flavor a lot of stuff. And um, it's uh, from the mastic tree, uh, which grows in the island of Chios. In a sense, it, yeah, it's basically a flavoring agent that's used in a lot of different things, from liquors to sweets and cakes and so on. And basically, it's um, yeah, um, the raisin is extracted and used um, as a flavoring for our for the special Easter cake, which is chureki. And these two very unique spices give the chureki. It's um, extremely luscious and special flavor. It's like um, it's like a brioche type of bread, which is eaten again on Easter Sunday. These things are made. Good Friday comes. It's the absolute um, time of morning, and people are barely eating. Some even some people uh, they will drink a bit of uh, vinegar 
just as um, the soldier gave to Jesus. And then on Saturday, which is um, the preparation for for the Easter Sunday feast and the whole um, parting, people will um, traditionally prepare the spit roast. They will clean it, uh, season it, and put it on the spit ready for uh, Sunday. Households, they also make a soup that is going to be consumed after the church service at midnight and which will um, uh, soothe and uh, nourish the body after um, the long Lent. And the idea is that um, it eases your stomach into the big feast the next day. So you go to the church, you eat the red egg, the boiled red egg that you had, that gives you something. The church service finishes around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. You go home, you eat that nice nourishing soup, which is called magiritsa, and um, it lines up your stomach for the next day, of course. And uh, the idea behind magiritsa is uh, you make something out of the remaining parts of the animal that you're going to spit roast the next day. Um, so magiritsa generally has... Um, a bit of the unused parts of that uh, animal. Could be a bit of liver, a bit of um, heart, intestines, and so on. Finely, finely chopped in a nice um, lemon and egg sauce with lots of dill and rice. And then, of course, everything finishes with the, with the greatest um, celebration, at least to my eyes, on Easter Sunday with um, lamb and cocorecci. Traditionally, people do one or two lambs and a cocorecci. Uh, but um, for the ones of you that they know me, my family is A, quite big and B, quite greedy. So we would have normally maybe three lambs and um, about 12 cocorecci. Cocorecci is a sort of kebab made um, with, a, with the entrails of the animal. So it uses heart, liver, lungs, uh, sweetbreads, um, spleen and so on, all wrapped in coal fat and then wrapped again with uh, the intestines. And the whole thing is um, slowly cooked over charcoal until it's nice and melty and uh, inside and crispy outside. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a divine, it's a divine dish. It's not something, it's not a word that I would use normally for um, many things, but uh, cocorecci is one of those things that it might sound a little bit off-putting, but the actual taste is is nothing like you ever tasted before. Of course, it, it complements well the roast lamb. So you have lamb, you have the cocorecci, and you have um, all the meat that you need. And of course, there is zero waste. All the animal is used from from the head to the toe and anything else. So yeah, me, my family, let's say, we will start uh, early in the day. We'll go and start, um, we'll go and light the fire around 8 in the morning. So by, let's say, 8.39 o'clock the latest, we'll have um, the lambs on the spit, on the fire, cooking. And that will take a, a, a low and slow uh, procedure. We'll take most of the of the day for sure the whole morning and perhaps until um, two or three o'clock in the afternoon at the same time we'll put some of the cocorecci on the barbecue and uh, remember we're talking about um, cocorecci like a kebab a, a massive kebab 
one meter in one meter length um, speed. So we have usually 12 of them and we start, uh, but we don't have as many barbecues uh, for Cocoretti. So we'll start uh, around nine o'clock uh, with um, two to four Cocoretti's uh, getting on. And then by 11 o'clock, the first ones will be out. And of course, you will have people coming, uh, passing by, saying um, Happy Easter and so on and wishing and wishing um, all the usual Easter wishes. Um, so yeah, people will be passing by, they will have a meze, a bit of cocoretti, a glass of chipuro, a shot of chipuro or a glass of wine, and they'll be on their on their way. So the first four of the cocorettis that go like this with people uh, celebrating Easter uh, from around the neighborhood or friends passing by with their cars, driving to their families and so on. So the rest the rest of them will go into the spit and then they, they will all get um, cooking. And um, of course, by the time they're ready, around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, then the lambs are ready too. And then is the time uh, when uh, the whole family, and we're talking about the big family here, we're talking about the, the extended family. So you have uncles and aunties and cousins and... Uh, um, grandmothers and children and nieces and so on all together we'll um, we'll eat of course some of the lamb and some of the cocoretti and then what what's left because um, let's be honest it's a lot of meat something's going to be left for at least another one or two days it's been shared uh, with everybody in the families and everybody gets uh, the, their own bit and goes home in the in the afternoon uh, satisfied, quite drunk and quite stuffed, if it's my case always, at least, as we start at 8 in the morning uh, eating and drinking. Um, yeah, by the time it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's been a hard day's work, believe me. So yeah, what is uh, Cocoretti? Um, I've touched, well, I've touched quite briefly what Cocoretti is. How does one make one? This is the one million dollar question. Normally, when we order from our uh, butcher the lamb, we'll order the plaque as well. So the plaque is all, um, all the insides together. Heart, liver, lungs, cold fat, sweetbreads, uh, spleen and so on. And the intestines, of course, which uh, they're sold. Uh, which you can find them much easier in Greece. I don't know about UK, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can. Well, you can find them because I found them. So I think everyone can. So how does one make Cocoretti then? As we said, uh, it's a massive kebab. Uh, the, the, the size of the souvla is one meter. Uh, souvla, by souvla, we mean a skewer. So it's one meter metal skewer which uh, from that uh, you make about 70 to 75 centimeters of um, actual kebab, the actual kebab. So for that, you'll need about two kilos of um, the plaque, raw and um, all together, and about two and a half kilos of uh, intestines, about um, 600 grams of um, sweetbreads, and two small, um, um, two small coal fat, lamb coal fats. And of course, we need uh, seasoning. A lot of salt, a lot of uh, black pepper, and of course, some uh, 
traces of cumin, mustard, turmeric, and so on. Whatever different um, herbs and spices tickle your fancy. But yeah, you need only traces of all these elements that you don't need too much. The main thing is salt and pepper. So yeah, you can put a bit of uh, mint and dried basil and maybe, well, not maybe, definitely a lot of oregano. Very finely, uh, almost powdery oregano. So all this uh, seasoning, you, you mix it very well. And then from that, you put four teaspoons. So we put four teaspoons of that mix onto the fine on the on the chopped um, liver lung heart and the rest you use it another one and a half on the um, one and a half teaspoon on the sweetbreads and then you use you're using quite a few of the rest but not the whole mixture certainly on the intestines while you wrapping them around the meat that should be around another one and a half um, teaspoons of salt of seasoning so the idea is that we cut the liver, the lung, the heart, and the sweetbreads in pieces of equal size. And then we pass them through the, into the spit. And into the spit you pass them starting with a piece of heart, a sweetbread, a lung, sweetbread, liver, sweetbread, lung, and so on. And if you have a lot of pieces of uh, heart, for example, you can put a heart instead of, of liver and continue like this until you go to you reach the end where you finish, where you're closing the kebab with, an, with a piece of heart. So we start with heart and we finish with heart. And of course, to, to roast it, to barbecue it, you need about five kilos of good charcoal, which uh, you set, you light, and then you... You wait until they get a nice white color on the top and um, then you put uh, the cocoretti spit and you obviously you have it either in, in an automated um, mechanism that uh, turns around on its own or you have to turn it slowly but steadily yourself for about two and a half hours that and you will know that it's ready because you will see the the kebab to start foaming a little bit like it has a bit of soapy soapiness so that foamy it means that uh, that piece is ready it's cooked and this is it these are the traditional um, celebrations for Greek Orthodox Easter ah, only the thought um, of it makes me really um, sad that I'm missing it this year and it's even worse due to the fact um, that we cannot celebrate even um, in our own uh, home gardens with uh, our friends let alone traveling to Greece to see the family but yeah we cannot even do something similar here in our gardens but let's keep our health and um, hopefully next year okay that's it for me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the little um, interlude uh, episode about uh, the Greek Easter. And uh, you learned something. And um, yeah, for any tips and uh, tricks about cooking the whole lamb spit roast. Well, that's going to be next Easter then. I will post some photos for you to see of uh, the lamb and the cocoretti on my Patreon and Twitter and so on. 
And of course, um, if you follow me on Patreon, I'll put uh, the detailed recipe for Cocorecci, following all the different stages and procedures on how to make it, alongside with photos of it. I've been Thomas Dinas, and this is the Delicious Legacy Podcast. Hope you have a lovely weekend. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.